We are back here on the BIA <laughs> podcast. Uh, I know, don't know if anybody was going to sit think that I was going to say Penn State, but we will talk about that game a little bit later on in the in the in the programming. But uh, we're going to start off and talk about the fact that the college football committee playoff committee ranked us number one once again. So we are literally best in America overall to the poll that only matters during this time of the year, the college football playoff committee poll. So let's see if we can keep it up. Let's see if we can stay that way. I think that is resume and the fact our defense has been pretty good. And um, I know that you all have to kind of turn it over to you to just talk about BIA real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, as you mentioned, the college football playoff committee has has ranked us as the best in America. Best in America, the also the um, pseudonym for our secondary and the uh, namesake for our podcast. And so we're excited uh, that our defense is playing so well. And that's the reason why we're the number one team in the country right now. Even if you're a hater, there are a couple of you out there who are haters and think we shouldn't be number one. Um, either way, we are a top team in the country, and it uh, it ain't because of our quarterback. So <laughs> shout out to the defense, shout out to shout out to the secondary for holding us down. Yeah. Um, well, we can start off there. You know, the fact that we went to Piscataway, we got the W. It wasn't the easiest. It was nine to seven in the first half. After the first half was over. I had to call you Yikes. for my counseling session. Thank you for that. I'm sure the bill, bill is in the mail. Uh, you seem calm. You seem collected. Uh, you said that uh, <laughs> something you said that struck me was that our offense, uh, <clears throat> you know, was struggling coming into the game. So it was like, you know, you figured that it was going to be fine. You didn't think we we're going to lose and that we were going to turn it, turn it on. Um, and that's, that's what we did in the second half. Um, but I would say big props to Travion Henderson for, I mean, his receiving yards, his rushing yards, Trey Day from VA. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you can't say you can't say much more. I mean, we could say more, but uh, but what are your what are your thoughts, man? I mean, just it was a win's a win. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> a win is a win. Um, yeah, I do remember saying that. That basically, it's, it's not exactly the most assuring thing, but essentially, it, don't be upset if our offense sucks because our offense has sucked plenty of times this season, and we've still won. So we have shown that. So I think that when we're in games and our offense is not clicking, uh, it's it's frustrating because it's a continuation of a of an unfortunate trend. But in the same way, it's also something that we have overcome essentially probably like six times this year where our offense hasn't been as efficient as we would like for, like for it to be. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the case. You know, if I think about upcoming games, you know, it's still going to be the same thing. I'm not expecting our offense to find it at this point in the season. I'm expecting your offense to not, to not like completely drag us down. I'm expecting them to still make timely plays. But at this point, I'm not expecting them to like all of a sudden be a great offense. Um, but well, your point, Trey, like our running, our running game is starting to creep up into being a great running game. I mean, it's, I don't want to be too premature, but yeah. There's a lot of people that can nitpick at us because we are the number one team in the country 
right now in the poll that matters. Um, the AP poll were number three, but I will have to say, man, one of the things that I have not heard this week so far has been the fact that our offensive line has basically is starting to gel, starting to gel is protecting Kyle McCord. That's what's been frustrating for fans to see him McCord throw some head scratching, you know, pass passes in protection. Also not stepping up. He, if he's got to step up in the pocket, I know that may have something to do with his injury um, or injuries, um, basically based on what happened to his ankle. But uh, yeah, I, I love the fact that they turned it on in the second half and our defense, our defense is what sparked it. That pick six, <laughs> thank, thank, uh, thank the football gods that did, that uh, Proctor did not get called for that <clears throat> potential targeting. Yeah. Definitely looked like a target to me. I was waiting on the flag to come out. When the flag <laughs> did come out, I thought I didn't think it was going to be a chop block uh, on the quarterback. Um, but, yeah. you know, shout out to BIA on that. And, I mean, offense got going somehow after that. Um, but I will say, man, McCord, when he's on, he is on. He made great throws for three touchdown passes. The first to G. Scott, and then the two touchdown passes to Marvin Harrison Jr. My thing is, it's just that sometimes I'm like, why do you have to wait till you get to third, third and goal to throw it to Marvin Harrison like that? Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, either way, that 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 got us going. And to something you said last week, which I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> I've got to admit, wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Rutgers is a top ten defense. Top ten scoring defense or top ten top overall defense? Top ten total top ten total defense. They were number thirteen in scoring. And we put defense. up thirty five on them. So I mean twenty eight if you you know you don't take you don't count the pick six. But I mean I'm I'm gonna count it. I'm gonna count it. <laughs> count it. People when you, whenever you hear people on pods talk about this stuff, they they gave up thirty five. You don't get into the specifics, but um of that, but uh you know. Ohio State put up 35 on them boys, and we move on to Michigan State, where um, this is uh, one of our last two home games. And, and you know, it's so crazy, man. We play Michigan in almost three weeks. And we're going to be wearing the all grays. I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts about the, the uh, alternate uniforms? Yeah. Jerseys? Yeah. <clears throat> uh... In general, I like alternate uniforms. I'm not, I mean, as long as they only happen like once a year, I think they're great. Um, but I would say that this jersey, when it first came out, I was like, okay, it's kind of cool. But then I've seen some pictures this week, maybe because I'm just excited <laughs> for the for the game because I've seen the team play this year that it's starting to grow on me even more. I kind of want one. I'm not going to lie. The, the light gray with the red uh, numbers, I kind of want to find find one for the cheap ski if I can. Good luck. I've been looking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you get? That's a great question. So when you got Marv, it's like Marv has solidified himself as a player who will be important to Ohio State, you know, moving forward, basically, right? You can get a jersey. You can wear you can wear a Marvin Harrison Jr. jersey 10 years from now and no one's gonna be like, why are you wearing a Marvin Harrison Jr. You know what I'm saying? Like he's now yeah. that important to the program. I mean, I would love to get a Henderson jersey just because, you know, the VA Hopewell Virginia connection. But 
I feel like there's just as good of a chance that he ends up having like a Zeke Elliott style run to end the season or that he just never plays again. <laughs> he, literally, he literally never plays another down at Ohio State. <laughs> Either one is possible right now. So I can't invest in a jersey yet. Yeah, I would definitely want Marv. I mean, that, it, it seems like that's the one. Um, but if I had to choose on defense, man, it would definitely be JTT. Um, it would be JTT. Uh, nobody really, I know, you know, with being BIA, if I had to pick a BIA um, player, it would be Jordan Hancock, bro. He has been all over the place. He's looking like somebody who's definitely going to be playing on Sundays when he's draft eligible. So, um, you know, he's not just showing up in the uh, <clears throat> the smaller games. He's showing up in the big games, and that started with Penn State. And so I look forward to him having a big game. Uh, three big games here as we face Michigan State, Minnesota, and then team up north. But um, but yeah, I mean it's it's like we we haven't even talked about the game yet. We talked about the jerseys because we know Michigan State uh, is not going to be a tough matchup. But uh, mm-hmm. just wanted to see what, what do you have any thoughts? You know on uh, on the Sparty Sparty coming to Columbus. You know, I had hope for for Sparty this year. Obviously, we want Michigan to lose every game. So when that game came around this year, I was like, oh, maybe they'll be fueled with, you know, revenge and want to get back. And they just, man, uh, crap the bed, uh, laid an egg, whatever metaphor you want. They were some doo-doo. So I'm not, I mean, it's like it's hard to see them go up against their biggest rival and have that kind of performance and think that they can all of a sudden muster up a championship performance against us. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about that game. I think that they're, I, I, I think we're going to get, you know, do a little prediction here. I think our BIA is going to score again, or not even score, but I think they're going to get at least one interception in this game. Their quarterback, uh, the, every quarterback who's played their t- touchdown to um, interception ratio is pretty much one-to-one. So, you know, I think that 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 bodes well for our corners who um, who can be, um, you know, ball hawking when they when they want to be. And yeah, I mean, I think that their defense is not great. I still don't think it's going to be like a get back right game necessarily for the passing offense. Um, But I can see this being a game where our our rushing offense continues on their momentum and that, you know, I think the play calling will be lean towards the run game, just given what they've been able to do the last couple of weeks. So that's what I kind of see a healthy run, uh, run game from Ohio state. And I see our defense being able to get some turnovers, definitely get some pressure. I mean, Michigan was just doing whatever they wanted to <laughs> like on both sides, man. It was so disheartening. I can't imagine as a, I can't imagine being a Michigan state fan, to be honest. Like I really can't imagine like that being my squad, watching them get smoked like that. Uh, hopefully it'll be similar uh, on Saturday, and they'll be used to it. Well, to pick a score prediction in this game here, I'm going to take Ohio State winning. Uh, <laughs> winning with a score of 45 to 9. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say how many points we would give up in this game. I hope that we go for the shutout, um, 
But yeah, I'm gonna say 45-9. It's hard to even say how many offensive points we're gonna score. But give me 45-9, Buckeyes. Okay, I like that. I'm kind of similar. I'm gonna go 40 to I want to say 40 to 10. It kind of sucks because the spread is 31 and a half, um, and that would be us not covering the spread. So give me. I can't say 43. That makes no sense. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to just stick with. I'm going to do 42 to 10. Um, yeah, 42 to 10, Ohio State um, at home against Michigan State. I'm glad you said cover um, because I know they were go- that's going to be our next segment. But we were the only top four team to cover last week. And you pointed that out. You pointed that out. I was on another podcast. I was, bla- I was guns blazing in the chat. <laughs> Keyboard, yeah. keyboard warrior. And because we were the only team to cover that was in that in the top four of the college football playoff. So um with that, yeah. yeah. And that and that's relevant, relevant because we were also the team who arguably had the most criticism for our play in the game, right? It was like Ohio State, you know, doesn't look great. They get a win, they pull it out, and it's like the other top four teams, none of them covers. Basically, none of them played to expectations, but you basically are not getting the same level of criticism. So, yeah, that was uh, interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So as we transition to pick six, let's just take a short break. We're going to hit the theme music and give you our picks for the week. Eugene, do you want to talk about the other big game in the Big Ten first before we do pick six? Oh, sure. I sh- I thought that we were going to talk about it in the, you know, pin pick six. But, yeah, we could do that. We could do that right now. Um, yeah, Happy Valley. All eyes in the college football world will be in State College, Pennsylvania, at noon on Saturday, noon Eastern, as the Wolverines, <clears throat> the fighting Connor Stallions, take on <laughs> the Penn State Nittany Lions. Now, Here's what I want to say. Everybody in Buckeye Nation is pulling for Penn State. Not to say everybody. I saw somebody say that they want to see Michigan undefeated when we play them. I think that that is a spy. and <laughs> We should not trust that person. <laughs> Every We need to see the vulnerabilities that Michigan possesses because we have not seen them play many teams with the pulse. If they had a pulse, they were barely breathing and they are teams that probably are not going to be bowl eligible. A la Purdue from last week, a la Michigan state. We've named these teams that they played. This team is already bowl eligible and in Penn state, Penn state is a, it was a tough matchup for us. We handled business because Marvin Harrison jr. Went off, but we don't know what, they're going to look like against Michigan. We hope that they've learned their lesson in terms of passing the ball downfield, but that's my takes on it, man. I mean, I, I just want to see a great game first of all, but I ultimately want to see Penn state um, unearth and a level of offense of production that, um, that we haven't seen against a top team. I should say. You, you think it's going to be the run or the pass if they are, explosive offense. I think that it's going to have to be the pass. I believe, you know, I don't want to give respect to uh, Michigan's defensive line, but they've got a, they've got a top, top 10 defensive line in the country. Um, And I think that it's going to be tough to run 
on them. And so I think that I would want, I think that it's going to end up being Drew Aller throwing it the ball downfield to those tight ends. We always talk about, they, they, they say they're tight in you. Like I, I haven't had much production from what I can tell uh, in the games I've seen. I saw the, the only full game I've seen aside from um, our game, the Buckeyes face in Penn State was when Penn State went against Indiana. And even in that game, they were barely throwing it to the tight end. So when they threw it down the field, that was when their offense moved down the field. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not it's it's hard to put a lot of faith in the explosive pass play for for Penn State being what wins it, given the fact that even when they were killing it, like Penn State played a relatively soft schedule for the first like seven games and they were winning by a lot of points. Even then, even when they were scoring a lot of points, they still were not actually connecting down the field for passes. They were still not like I, I can't remember how many completions, but Alar didn't have very many over 20 yard pass completions. Right. So it's like, again, that's going to be a tough ask to say you weren't even doing this when you were rolling now do it against a better team with a better line and at least one good corner. I don't know if they have a, if they have two at Michigan, but I know they got one good corner. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Penn state wins. Um, even though, you know, the potential three-way tie could end up benefiting Penn state. I don't care. I, I want Michigan to lose. I want Michigan to lose against Penn state and I want them to lose again against Maryland the next week. <laughs> and then of course, again, in, in Arbor against us. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. And, um, I would love to just see, even if Penn State loses, <clears throat> just scare Michigan enough and just kind of take away just this uh, facade of inevitability that people seem to think Michigan has, like that they just can't be beat. It's just like, what are we, what are we doing here? So I think that Penn State at least being close will at least knock that away. You still might think Michigan's the best team, but I just don't want to hear anybody else talking about it as if it's a foregone conclusion, like. It's it's yeah, not so. a foregone conclusion. We we'll find out. It's not a foregone conclusion yet. I should say we'll find out on Saturday. I mean, you know what what stinks is I think some that whole thing of comparing who, who's played who, um, you know, and there's a lot a lot more different factors in that. You know, if Michigan beats Penn State by more than two touchdowns. <clears throat> Ohio State was leading. You know, they talk about garbage time garbage time touchdowns. That was when Penn State scored their only touchdown in their game against us with a hobbled secondary with not having Denzel Burke. That was our be- that's our best defensive back. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. And we also didn't have Travion Henderson in that game. So um, in terms of offense, in terms of the on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and so the, as far as I know, Michigan is not necessarily at full, full strength, but they don't have anybody <clears throat> missing from either side of the ball who they should have it as an excuse of why they don't win. But, yeah. Connor. Okay. They're missing Connor. He's a, a big part on both sides of the ball. Let's not uh, let's not forget Connor. Dog, that was, that was great. That was, a, that was nothing but net on that one, on that one. Yeah, nah. They, he resigned. He resigned, um, sure, forcefully uh, this, past, this past week. So. Um, taking time away to focus focus on his business. I think. <laughs> any any with any players in particular, <laughs> or is that? Yeah, we'll see. I don't we'll know. see. 
pending, pending legal matter, so I, I can't say anything else. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that, man. Um, I know we're both tired about seeing the rumors and stuff on Twitter, uh, but we'll just see. We'll see what officially comes out of that. Um, but uh, speaking speaking of you know that that big matchup, another big matchups. We're gonna get to pick six and um, make our picks. I don't know if you're if you have not said more on that game later, but um, we'll see as we. <laughs> As we round up uh, our pick week 11 picks next. It is now time for the week 11 version of the game we affectionately call pick six. I pick three, Phil picks three, and that makes six. And so recapping week 11. 10 going into that week i was up 13 to 11 and now at week 11 i am up now 15 to 12 my picks were oregon uh locking up minus 24 against cal my toss-up was you know university of washington um beating usc and my upset did not hit so i was able to get two to add to my 13 that's why i have 15 Phil, you want to go over yours? Nope. <laughs> but I will just name my one win was my lock. Um, we had a fight uh, in our picks last week. Justin picked his upset Arizona State. I chose to put the most confidence in that game for Utah to cover 11, and they covered very easily. So at least I, I beat my head. I won the head to head matchup, uh, but my toss up and upset both were misses. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and waste no time and get into our picks. Um, Because I won the week, I will go ahead and pick first. And I'm going to go ahead and start off with my toss-up. This is the team that we just played. Give me Rutgers. As they are, as I'm looking for the game. Going up against the mighty offense of Iowa, and they are a one and a half point underdog. I'm going to take Rutgers over Iowa. Okay, um, I like that. I like that. Um, that would help Ohio State also in terms of the um, tiebreaker with Penn State because Iowa right now is carrying their their tiebreaker. Um, I am going to – oof, that's tough. Okay, so I'm going to choose a big game, um, one of the bigger games in the SEC this week, Tennessee versus Missouri, 13 versus 14 at Missouri. Missouri coming off of their loss to Georgia, probably a little beat up. And so I'm going to take the road team hmm. here, uh, who's a one-and-a-half-point favorite, Tennessee – uh, I don't love, I don't, I really don't like Tennessee and I need them to lose this game for my own personal uh, bank account. But I do think that um, they, sh- I think that they have a good chance of winning this. Um, and as they get prepared to beat Georgia, should be Georgia. Maybe I'm tipping my cap. They get a chance to play Georgia soon. And so this win would make that game a lot bigger. So give me Tennessee over. For someone Missouri. who doesn't like Tennessee, I think you've picked them mo- more than any other team this year. But go ahead, man, with your next pick. Go ahead. I know. Listen, I, I don't use my heart. I use my head. Okay. That's that's why 
I'm not winning, but uh, <laughs> I will be winning soon enough. Okay, so I'm going to choose my upset for my upset. I'm going to choose, I'm going to go to rivalry. You know, you got to have rivalry. That's when you get upset. You get people playing above their talent, um, overcoming adversity. And that's what's going to happen in the state of Florida. Give me. How they do it? I don't even know. The U. Give me the U to beat Florida State. Uh, Miami is a 14 and a half point underdog on the road in Tallahassee. I'm choosing them to win the game. Okay. Well, that was my secondary <clears throat> upset pick. My my primary upset pick are the Ole Miss Rebels taking down Georgia. Mm. I mean, there's not really a lot to pick um, confident in. I got to pick a good team, competent team. And so give me the Rebels. <clears throat> big, big fan of the Rebels, are you? Not a big fan of the Rebels, just this week. <laughs> <laughs> and so for my lock, that is the last quarter category that we have. I got to say, man, I wish I could have a long monologue on this, but I know we are short on time. Um, the best team in Virginia. James Madison out of Harrisonburg, Virginia. Give me JMU, 25.5-point favorite against UConn. This team better go to a bowl this year. They better be in a New York Six Bowl. Um, and the NCAA better uh, uh, pass their appeal that they have submitted. <clears throat> well, you know, here at the Pick 6 – game we try to pick the biggest games (laughs) of the week and uh justin just chose a sunbelt team against yukon in a 30 point spread there will be approximately five people watching that game um but uh I, i do i do agree i mean that's that should be jmu definitely motivated after putting out that letter so they need to really kind of back that up it would be very awkward if they lost (laughs) <laughs> that came uh, coming off of them making this public display. Uh, okay, so damn, I another team I don't want to pick, but I always end up picking. The locks are difficult, though. Um, I am going to choose as my lock. <laughs> you sound like you're dying. <laughs> I am. I'm dying on the inside. Um... I'm going to go with Louisville, uh, 20 and a half point favorites over UVA. They're at home. I really wanted to pick this um, Alabama-Kentucky game. Um, I'm just tired of picking Alabama. I think Alabama will cover that spread. Kentucky's not good. But um, just to have myself have some peace by not being always in bed with the roll, with the uh, uh, with the tide, I'm going to go with Louisville over UVA. Okay. Well, recapping my picks, I have taken for my lock, James Madison covering a 25 and a half point spread over the Yukon Huskies. My toss up, I chose Rutgers over <laughs> the Iowa Hawkeyes. And as my upset, I'm taking the Old Miss Rebels taking down mighty Georgia. For my lock, 
I've got Louisville winning and covering 20 and a half points over UVA. My toss up is Tennessee winning on the road against Missouri. And my upset, I'm choosing Miami to upset Florida State in Tallahassee. Let's pick six. Good luck to everyone. Good luck to us. Good luck to you, Phil. Good luck to me. We'll see what happens. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Follow us on our social media channels um, at BIA.pod on Instagram and TikTok and on YouTube at BIA underscore pod. And if you're listening to our episode on Apple or Spotify, where you leave, leave us a five-star review. We will surely appreciate it. Like once again, I'm Yuji. That's Phil. O-H. I-O.